It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, Rich, here we are into May, well into May as a matter of fact. Um, we talk about things starting to wake up. I'm not sure that it's even yawning yet, is it? Uh, I, well, it is. It is. People are, I think we're in phase one, phase two. It's, it depends on what part of the country yeah. you're in. And uh, we thank the Lord for the daylight that we're seeing at the end of the yeah. tunnel. You know, I was thinking about all of the schools being closed. That means children are not getting up from bed and getting breakfast and then going to school. They're not going to school to see their classmates. And they're little friends, and they're not going to school to, to listen to a teacher uh, teach them and all of those things. And uh, it, 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 I wanted to use that then as a subject to explore um, how important it is for that when the habits are formed, um, not to break those habits. Now, here is Steve Green, and he recorded a little song with his two children, Summer and Josiah. His two little kids, listen to this. Summer and Josiah are my children. And of all the jobs I have, the most important one is to teach them what my father taught me, to trust and obey the Lord. And if you learn to follow Jesus now, while you're still young, you'll never lose your way, even when you're older. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child. Love that I love, and it's so true, isn't it? It sure is. You know, years ago, many years ago, I remember people used to say, "Oh, I love, I love the programming." Except, what do you have for children? Um, you don't have any children's programming. And I said, "Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do." Well, what is it? I said, "Our programming is for their parents, so the parents can be better parents." for the benefit of the children. So the children have a good Christian home in which to grow up. Well, I was thinking also, in addition to the children, we have teachers that are no longer doing what they do. You know, a teacher teaches by their nature. If they're a good one, if they're a good one, they teach according to what they love to do. So Donna Bodie, a good friend of ours, uh, she sent a text around to many of her acquaintances, and she said, being home and not being able to teach was a real burden. It really made her sad. She didn't know what the Lord had for her in the future, and when will it end, and so on and so forth. And so I talked to her, and here's what she said. 
Well, even as a child, I think there was an in, you know, inborn desire to teach. Uh, when I became a Christian, that even seemed to, to grow even more. As a fairly new Christian, I was teaching women about the Lord. And one day I was in a meeting and a pastor started praying for me. And he said, God's taking you in a new direction. And he says clearly, I want you to feed my sheep. And then he talked about how to suffer not the little children unto Jesus. And at that moment, I think that that's when the desire to teach children came into my heart. So at that point, I went back to school, and I started taking courses to teach. Eventually, I got my degree. And I knew at that point, too, this wasn't a career. This was going to be a ministry, a ministry that God had anointed me for. That was back in the late 70s, and I started teaching in the early 80s. Yeah. Isn't that something? I mean, isn't that? Wouldn't you like to have a youngster in her class? Well, yes, I, yeah. I'd love to have a teacher like that. And and I remember, Dad, some good teachers and some teachers that weren't so good. And a good teacher makes all the difference. Oh, isn't that the truth? I can remember. Now, listen, Rich. See, that's what I love about our program. Um, I'm 86, and you're quite a bit younger. And you can remember as I can also remember way back, and even I can name the teachers that had an influence on my life, even in grade school. But anyway, I asked Donna Bodie, how, how did she feel when all the teaching that she'd given her life to was just shut off, just shut down? Here's what she said. That was really, it was kind of like, is God telling me now that he's going to take me in a new direction? Is, am I still going to be teaching? And I think about Moses feeding his sheep, and he was, you know, in the wilderness, and he was in, and he was feeding his sheep for forty years. I've been teaching for about forty years. I love working with children. I will totally miss that. But you know, I'm going to be obedient to what God tells me to do, and I, I'm praying and hoping that I'll still be able to teach uh, children. If not, I'm open to what wherever He has me. Yeah, and that see, that's right. She's willing to see what God has for her. Uh, isn't it interesting, Rich, that the children of Israel were only given manna one day at a time, and when they tried to store it up, so they didn't have to depend on the Lord, they had a storehouse full of manna, and it didn't work out for them, did it? No, and if you have a willing heart, then the Lord can lead you. Yeah. Now, what grade does Donna Bodie enjoy teaching the most what level of child development does she get the biggest satisfaction out of? Here was her answer. I used to think it was high school, but after I started teaching elementary, God just opened up a whole new door, and I fell in love with the third, fourth, and fifth graders. They were probably my most favorite. Because, you know, that's an age when they, they really have—they're they're, they're malleable. You can, you can talk to them, and, and you can reach them so much easier. Because, and that's time in the life that's so crucial, because— if you can reach them at that age, you can help to change their their whole outlook on life. Yeah. And you know, Rich, it's wonderful when the Lord allows you to see and hear some evidence of what is meant. In her case, what evidence did she have that she really was affecting the children? And here's what she said about a little fifth grader that wrote something in her behalf. Well, she's a fifth grader, and she was asked to tell about somebody that she knew who really she saw God in their lives. And then she decided that she would write about me and talked about how I 
had touched the lives of the children and had lived, you know, they, they felt like I was the role model and she felt like I really walked and at what I talked. And I think that, you know, was an impression to her. And, and that made me feel like, you know what, if I'm getting that across, if I'm being the role model to the children, then, you know, I'm doing what God has called me to do. That's right. Isn't that the prayer that we should have in each of our lives, Rich? Well, we need positive role models, especially at that impressionable age. I remember a little a little poem that I had. I've used it on this broadcast many times. In God's great field of labor, all work is not the same. He hath the service for each one who loves his holy name. And then it went on to say, And you to him the secret of all sweet sounds are known. Rise up, for he hath called you to a labor all your own, and a teacher who feels called to be a teacher is going to be the best kind of teacher that every youngster we would we would like to think is going to have in their life. And we're all called to be a teacher to one degree or another. That's what the Great Commission is all about. Well, I asked Donna Bodie um, what her thoughts are on this pandemic and what her thoughts are of children uh, being left at home right now. Here's what she said. I really am sad about it. I, I would love to be able to still share with the children, but I know uh, the school that I left, they still have they still have access to pretty godly teachers out there. I, I was very impressed with the ones I worked with. Um, I think that we need to keep that door open. Uh, I'm praying we all get to go back into the classroom soon. I keep praying for these students because I know that there are some out there that are still in families where the situation isn't the best. So I pray daily for these children, and that God's going to just continue to give them peace and hope and comfort, and that we will get back in the classroom very soon. Yeah. Now, here's one of the things that I want parents listening to this broadcast to think about. Every child should be thinking what they want to become. Uh, That doesn't mean that they're stuck with that, but if they're dreaming and they're thinking and imagining I want to be this, or I want to be that, or I want to grow up to do this, that, or the other thing. I tell you, that was really important in my life, Rich, to always have a thought what I wanted to become. And that's how God then leads you down the path, and you take your turns one way or the other. But that's that's very important, isn't it? That's how you make forward progress. Well, I asked Donna Bodie about that. How important is it? And here's what she said. Teachers are to prepare students for life, and when you prepare people for life, you help them to consider what their goals are. But as a Christian teacher, we also need to prepare them for eternal life and what God's goal is for them. So I feel the importance of both. I believe, you know, as a teacher, I try to guide students, first of all, to, as a, you know, as a Christian teacher, to pray about what God is calling them to be. Yeah. Isn't that nice, folks? I tell you, if you're a parent— and you're not taking uh, your responsibilities seriously at showing up in the parent-teacher meetings and taking an active interest in your child's classroom and what they're hearing and what they're not hearing and how how does it re- react in their life. Well, you're missing a lot of responsibility because that little child really is the promise, really is the future. There's just no, There's just no doubt about that. Now, here is what Donna Bodie said. By the way, we're talking to Donna Bodie, who is a teacher of 30-some years, and she's sharing with us her inner thoughts 
her life and uh, the pleasure that she's gotten always out of being the classroom teacher to help children dis discover themselves and discover what God has for them. Here's what she said. Well, I believe that God is still in control. No matter what we see going around us, we should not look at the circumstances. God is, got, is doing something, and I believe we're going to come out of this stronger. I'm looking for revival. I'm looking for uh, teachers to be better teachers because they're really having a time of reflection. I believe God is using this time to grow everybody closer to Him and to hear what He has to say. Don't worry about what's going on in the world. Look at to God. Look to Jesus and, and let Him control yeah. Now, there was one final question, Rich, I wanted to ask her, because sometimes a teacher or a parent, a Sunday school teacher, whatever it is, can want to be so popular and so much fun that things get chaotic, things get out of order, things just absolutely become impossible. And how do you balance that? How do you balance that? If you're a parent right now with children at home, and they're not in school, and you want them to learn things, you want them to be inspired, you want them to, to have thoughts and ideas, how important is it to keep things in order and balance? Here's what Donna Bodie shared with us. That's very important, because if you don't have order, you'll have no learning. Uh, the students need to be able to hear, and they want boundaries. They don't want, uh, they don't want disorder. You set boundaries, and, and, and they really function better. Yeah. Okay, Rich. Well, wasn't that nice? Yeah. You know what? That that reminds me of my eighth grade English teacher in, in Bingham Junior High, eighth grade, because uh, she kept order, and uh, she was a fun teacher, too. But if you started acting up, she'd give you a karate chop. <laughs> and she'd say, do you want a chop? I'll give you a chop. And uh, she kept order. Is that right? That's right. You didn't do things without permission. No, she was a fun teacher. And she was a fun teacher. She kept order. And you got a lot out of it. And now these many, many years later, you remember her fondly. That's right. It made a difference. Well, let's go to some of our listener comments. What is a listener comment Oh, line? thank you for asking. Our listener comment line is 1-800-345-2621. Write it down, folks. 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, here is a man who loves BRN. Let's hear him. I just want to thank you for your continual broadcasting, good preaching all day long and night. It's the only station I really listen to. And thank you for bringing us such good, moral, strong teaching that we desperately need in this country today. Uh, Rich, yeah. I heard uh, Dr. Frank Wright, who is in charge of the D. James Kennedy Ministry in Florida, and he was being interviewed. And he was saying there's a tremendous drift away from the Bible among many of our churches. And we want to, when we have dedicated ourselves to making sure that the programs that we carry, the teachers and the Bible preachers, are trustworthy. Right. In fact, Janet Mefford on her program interviewed Dr. Wright about that. And I think we have a news story going this weekend about that. If you listen, uh, you'll, you'll pick that up. All right, now here's a lady who says she likes what BRN stands for. I just love Bot Radio and all they uh, stand for. Still listen to R.C. Sproul's messages and Tony Perkins. So thank you, Bot Radio, and uh, keep up the good work. Well, here's another lady, and let's see what she says. 
I just want to tell you that I just don't know what I'd do without Bot Radio. It just means so much to me. I appreciate all of the different speakers. I just want to thank you, Rich and Dick Bot, for uh, just giving us this wonderful station. Thank you. Well, thank you, you, you dear know, lady. This program, this complete story program, it kind of comes out of my uh, thoughts about the last 59 years. This fall, it'll be uh, 1962 to now, is that 58 or 59 years? That'll be 58. 58 We're into years. our 58th year now. We're well into our 58th year. And 58 years ago, what was my dream? What were my thoughts? What did I want? And um, I felt, as a child, very very interested in the miracle of radio. How can you talk on a microphone as you and I are doing now or anyone and then people hear it a long ways away? That was a miracle. That fascinated me. I remember. You told me as a little boy you'd sit in front of the speaker, the big the big console <laughs> radio, and you'd poke a hole in the speaker grill cloth in order yeah. to see the little people there that were talking. Yeah, that was a good way for me to get into trouble with my dad, but yeah. I had to find you out. You took an alarm clock apart, too, one time. <laughs> I had to find out what was behind that speaker cloth that was making those voices come out. You were a little troublemaker, <laughs> weren't you? All right, now here's a man who appreciates uh, Radio Network. I just appreciate Bot. Uh, radio, the, the preaching on there, all the evangelists, all the preachers are very good, and, and they strengthen me. I listen to them on my radio, and I, and I appreciate your broadcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, It's the strengthening we get from the Word of God. Now, do you remember Terre Haute, Indiana, and all up in Fort Wayne, Indiana? You know, there's a lot of wonderful people who live in Indiana um, and listen to Bot Radio Network. How many years uh, has it been that we established that broadcast station there? There in Terre Haute, just uh, three or four years. Uh, Dad, you know that's in the Wabash Valley. Well, you ever heard the Wabash Cannonball and and those types of? That's well, that's far, that area. How far is Terre Haute from Fort Wayne? It's on the other side of the state, and it's south, and Fort Wayne is north, so it's kind of like southwest. Indiana versus Northeast Indiana. I see. And Fort Wayne, Indiana was the first venture that Bot Radio Network had. Now, that's many years ago to go up in that direction. Oh, yeah, because uh, our first was uh, Kansas City, then Oklahoma City, and then Fort Wayne, Indiana. That was number three. So Terre Haute, Indiana was how long ago? Then just a while back? Just three or four years ago. And, you know, we're up to 120 now, and we thank the Lord for that Is amazing that right? growth and expansion, plus a lot of digital platforms to hear bot radio all over the world. Well, here's a gentleman from Terre Haute, Indiana. What does he say? I enjoy your programming out of the Terre Haute, Indiana station. I especially like Robbie Zacharias and Alistair Begg. Thank you and keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Oh, I love that. All right, now listen, folks. Here is a gentleman who called the listener comment line. I don't know where he lives. But listening to Bot Radio Network and the Word of God penetrated his heart. No doubt he was in a struggle. He was kind of, so to speak, out of gas at the time in his life. And it was, the, it was listening to the teachers and the preachers that God used to reach his life. Here it is. Hey, I was just listening uh, about that story of um, that veteran who, you know, he was struggling with drugs, and I could relate to him because um, 
not only was I struggling with drugs, but also because, you know, I felt like I got a second chance. And I'm, now I'm, like, going to college, and it couldn't have been any easier, but I really had to put in a lot of faith in God and go to church and really make an effort to change because getting rid of those toxic habits is nothing easy. Yeah. People can say, oh, well, the only ones that listen to Bot Radio Network are the ones that are already well in, involved in their church and maybe teaching a Sunday school class, but it's not true, is it? No. You see, Christian radio is for whosoever will may come, just like the gospel. Anybody can tune in and listen. And, and we have a lot of listeners that are listening because they want to know more about the Bible. They want to know more about Christianity. And in the process, they come to know Jesus as their Savior. Yeah. And that's, and that's why we call it our family. And our family's not perfect. Our family's not perfect, but the Lord is. And just as this yeah. gentleman was saying when he started listening. And we aspire to be like him. Well, absolutely. Now, here's a man from Bartlesville, Oklahoma. I am an avid bot radio listener from Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Shows I enjoy most are Alistair Begg, John MacArthur, and Chuck Swindoll, David Jeremiah, Charles Stanley, and many more. I work from the house, and I listen all day long. Thank you very much for everything you do. Rich, you know, we have been talking on a complete story today about a teacher that was Donna Bodie, who explained how she loves to teach the children in the classroom. And then we have been talking about our own experience in doing what we feel God called us to do. And uh, listening to our listeners back and forth, it has been a wonderful experience. And, but, and a lot of people are teaching their children at home these days. Isn't that the truth? Remember? Yes. It was a couple of weeks ago we had uh, uh, Monty Sheridan, mm -hmm. and she was teaching her little grandchild to sing a little song about Jesus. So everybody, and how to memorize Scripture. Everybody can find something to do. Listen, folks, everybody can find something to do to help someone else. Now, here is Carol Robertson to tell how important all of that is. If you don't have a dream, how can your dream come true? If you don't have a dream, where's your life headed to? God has a plan for everyone, it seems. But you'll never be the best you can be if you don't have a dream. Don't have a dream. If you don't have a dream, chance you will lose God wants to bless people just like you if you don't have a dream there's only one thing to do put your faith in Jesus your life he'll redeem if you don't have a dream Whatever you do, wherever you are, give Jesus your best and reach 
for the stars If you don't have a dream Life will pass you by The things God can do You will be surprised He loved you so much On a cross he gave his life Make today be a day That counts for eternity If you don't have a dream If you don't have a dream How can your dream come true? If you don't have a dream Where's your life headed to? God has a plan For everyone it seems But you'll never be The best you can be If you don't have a Is that not true? You gotta have your dream, and then you have to help the young ones be able to dream as well. Let me tell you something, folks. And that dream turns into a vision, and the vision becomes something that is so important. Rich, I used to ponder when people would come home from the mission field, they called it a furlough. They would come home for a month or two from the mission field uh, from some far off country where really. They were deprived of a lot of, 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 of things that we take for granted. But after a few weeks or a month, they would always, when they were speaking, say, I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to get back. And I pondered that. And I thought, well, that's because that's where God called them. That's where God called them to serve, to find satisfaction. That's right. To find his will. For their life and that's what you give a child that's what you give a child and uh, that's important. let's have that listener comment 1-800-345-2621 1-800-345-2621 do we enjoy reading the transcripts when the people call oh we love it <laughs> all right this is dick bot with my son rich with this chapter of the complete story and we'll see you later 